Hello, God lovers, and welcome back to I Need God Pod. This is God Lover Kyle. This is the third time I'm recording this episode, and this is the January 2024 astrology forecast episode. I'm going to break down the major astrological events of January and um, try to keep it simple and to the point and just get the information across. There is a big astrological event happening this January, so it's a kind of a fun month to do the report for. Um, I'm going to try to give a little bit of advice for different signs depending on the different events I'm going to go through, but this should generally apply to everyone. It's just a general overview. I'm using tropical zodiac, I'm using whole sign houses, and I'm using a mix of ancient and modern astrology. Basically, it's just whatever is in my brain getting regurgitated to you. Um, So let's get right into it. The month starts with Mercury going direct. So Mercury has been retrograde for most of December. You may have been experiencing some mishaps or wrong purchases, returns, traffic, travel plans going wrong, missing each other with words or rethinking something that you thought you knew about, uh, reconsidering something. And all of that is kind of going to teeter out by the mid Um, part of January. So even though it's starting to go direct on Monday, the first, you know, the effects of Mercury retrograde last a little while until it's really going direct and outside of the zone where it went retrograde. So that's just how the month starts. That's a good thing. And then we're brought to the fourth of the month, Thursday, January 4th, Mars will enter Capricorn. So this month really is Capricorn-y. There's the sun in Capricorn. Now Mars is going to be in Capricorn. Eventually in the month, Mercury will enter Capricorn. And then later in the month, Venus will enter Capricorn. So it's important to understand what is Capricorn energy? What does it do? How does it feel? Um, Capricorn is an earth sign. Earth signs, they're colder. Cardinal signs, they're more direct. They're more focused on initiation. Um, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. Saturn is kind of the disciplinarian of the Zodiac, the rule maker, the boundary setter. Capricorn is the 10th sign of the Zodiac. It represents kind of culmination and pinnacles and peaks. That's why it's often associated with achievement and goals, being the boss in a sense, or hard work, effort. It enjoys, because it's an earth sign, it's really about the material things. It can enjoy material things, um, accumulating wealth or uh, having safety, security through objects. But mostly it's about safety and security through hard work and effort and the belief that effort will pay off and that goals can be achieved even if they happen slowly. Capricorn is about like old age. It rules like the bones, the skin, the teeth, um, the limits of things like the edge between the ocean and the sand that's kind of a capricorn-y thing basically with mars entering capricorn mars is how we act and how we go out and get what we want and you know our outward expression and our will in a lot of ways um with mars and capricorn it's kind of good for achieving goals so a lot of people are setting goals in the new year obviously usually it's in the air you just think well what am i going to do different it's another year has gone by a new number is here And I still haven't changed. I'm going to (laughs) change. 
And Mars and Capricorn is very good at facilitating that change. If you put effort in, the energy is in the air to support you. So if you have a goal that you're looking to achieve, whether that's in your career or not, um, this ener- there's energy to support you taking action, um, concrete action and steps forward. So Mars and Capricorn plus Mercury going direct. This is really going to be a big push at the beginning of the month. And um, so take advantage of that forward motion if you can. This is good. I mean, this is really good for Earth signs. Um, this forward motion is going to be easiest for Taurus, Capricorn, and Virgo. Um, it's also good for cardinal signs, honestly. Capricorn, Aries, Cancer, and um, Libra. It might be more challenging for you guys to move to to use this energy to achieve a goal, or you may have to reckon with something that's limiting um, your success. But it's very powerful if you can't overcome it. There is support to do that. Okay, so moving on. On the 11th, one week later, Thursday the 11th, we have a new moon in Capricorn. So for everyone, this is a really good time to rest and to lay back and to consider what your goals really are. Are you being honest with yourself about what you want to achieve? Are you being um, truthful about what you're able to achieve? What is within your you know, vicinity of achievement? What potentials lie with, within you that you can tap into? Um, how you speak to yourself matters, especially during a new moon. A new moon is kind of like fertile ground, damp, dark earth, that what whatever you plant will grow you know more rapidly maybe or with more you know uh heft than on other times so make sure you're conscious of your thoughts at least during this time if you can just meditate and let yourself come to the conclusions about what your intentions are and speak them out loud make them matter um the energy here will support you in your endeavors to set into motion things you actually desire and wish for. So just be, have awareness around the new moon. I just highly encourage that. And if you can, don't overexert yourself because it's really an introspective time. I would say during this new moon, there's going to be many different aspects. It's going to be trying to Uranus, which means a crazy idea idea could come down to you. Something out of the blue could rupture the way you've been kind of managing your life or thinking so if you are calm and receptive you have a better chance of receiving that message from uranus um mars will be trying jupiter which is going to give you a lot of confidence maybe and there's kind of an exuberant energy to this and uh just a confident energy in the air just just be careful about self um glorification or aggrandizement aggrandizement i don't know self aggrandizing um there could be a little bit, a little bit over the edge energy too. So just be mindful. And Mercury will be square Neptune, which creates a really nice, soft, lovely, kind of brings a softer edge to the mind. So that's nice because things will be very lovely and romantic maybe, but just be careful then of delusion and misunderstanding and confusion and wishful thinking and not being honest with yourself. Try to be as honest as you can, regardless of Neptune's influence here, because the honesty under the new moon is going to, like I said, just grow whatever seeds you're planting. Two days later, Mercury will move into Capricorn. 
this will make communications more direct, more to the point, more get down to business kind of vibes in the air. Like people aren't going to be as poetic during this time. It's going to kind of be brass tacks kind of communications happening. So just be aware that that's, there's going to be a phase of that, you know? Um, and now on to the biggest event of the month, the 20th. So the sun will move into Aquarius on the 20th, as will Pluto. And Pluto doesn't just change signs every day. Pluto takes decades to change signs. Um, in 2023, Pluto did go into Aquarius for a few months before retrograding back into Capricorn, where it has been since. Um, and now it's going to go back into Aquarius and stay there until 2040, something like that, 2044. I think 2044. Um, future Kyle here. I made a mistake. So I'm going to be speaking as if Pluto is moving into Aquarius and staying there, but it's actually not. It's going to go back into Capricorn and then go back into Aquarius again. So I'm kind of speaking as if this is the final shift into Aquarius with Pluto, but it's actually not. However, it doesn't make it that much less significant. It's kind of still a significant shift. It's just that it's not permanent. So from September 1st to November 19th, it's going to go back into Capricorn. And then from November 19th onward, it's staying in Aquarius until 2043-2044. So even though this isn't the permanent era shift like I'm speaking about it's still really significant and it will be spending more time in Aquarius this year than it will be in Capricorn so in my mind it's kind of like the beginning of the era officially if that makes sense all right on with the program so there is a new era upon us and it starts this January this is a cultural shift, a societal shift, and it's going to mean shifts in our personal lives as well. Pluto is literally generational change. It's struggle and rebirth. It It is um, like a phoenix or like burning coal or something. Like a transformational state is ruled by Pluto. So Pluto moving into Aquarius, we're moving into generation beta being born or gen B or whatever they will be called. And Aquarius is a fixed air sign. When I think of Aquarius, I think of satellite systems. I think of alien observers. I think of humanitarian, like hands hands across America. Or um, I think of math. I think of uh, money. And um, anything that's shared, I think of community. I think of um, online groups. Um, I th- and so Aquarius is alienation in a way and it but it has a technological edge to it it has a unite it's alienation but it's also unification in a sense because it is about healing humanity and the wholeness of humanity and um knowledge in a sense like knowledge information language even um it's a little bit of an out there sign so this next i'm seeing like the next 20 years it's like a huge technological shift technology gets used in a more governmental way or in a world war way or in a way that hasn't really been used exactly before the kids getting born in this generation are born are going to 
be born into a post-internet, post-iPhone world where everyone has, um, almost, not everyone, but a lot of more people have um, familiarity using the internet than ever, especially since the pandemic. I don't know, like, it's cryptocurrency in a sense, it's AI in a sense, but it's also something more than that that we can't see from here. So by 2044, we'll know what the, the era would have been about, but expect great change because Aquarius is kind of like a revolutionary sign in a sense. It is kind of like a go against the grain or a off the beaten path or a clever, let I'm going to do it my way kind of attitude. So I'm interested to see what will come of Pluto entering Aquarius. And that's kind of really big picture, but it starts this January. So what I would recommend is that if you're having a feeling like we're slipping into a new era and you're holding on to the old one, or you're imagining that there will be a way to continue your life as you used to think about it in the last 15 years, uh, give that up if if you can, because it's time to just go forward into the unknown, into this new era, holding on to those past ideas and beliefs are not going to help anymore. It's just going to keep you stuck longer. And you're going to want to take advantage of all the new possibilities that are going to be within reach in this new era and to be forward thinking instead. And to just accept that this is how time works and large chunks of time are different and we're entering a new large chunk of time and things are just going to be different. We're going to have to learn how to take advantage of the difference instead of, you know, rejecting it out of fear or because we think that the old ways are still going to work. They're really not. So that's kind of how I'm feeling about the shift. On that day, the sun is entering Aquarius at the same time as Pluto is. They're going to be conjunct. There's going to be very deep kind of heavy personal, feeling to this. Um, So I think everyone's going to feel this individually in a really unique way that is to them. And yet we're all going to be united in that feeling, specifically on the day when everything shifts. But that's kind of cool because I don't think, you know, it's not always like this when Pluto enters a new sign that it's conjunct another planet entering the sign at the same time. So with the sun helping us into the new era, I do feel kind of a positive radiance from that, like the support of the sun. The sun is so reliable. It's the center of everything. It is, you know, it rules the heart and stuff like that. So I feel like having the sun help us is going to give us more confidence about the change that we can handle it and use, you know, the technological age for better and find ways to help each other with the technology that's going to become available to us i don't know that might be really too optimistic but yeah that's just my thoughts on it um let's see a few days later on the 23rd venus will enter capricorn so that will mean mars venus and mercury will all be in capricorn venus in capricorn is a little different than mars in capricorn because venus is not as comfortable in in capricorn it's more receptive and inward and drawing things toward it and where mars is pretty good in capricorn i feel like but venus in capricorn isn't bad it kind of cleans up your act with mars and venus there it's just gonna be a little bit like it gives me bdsm vibes to be honest that's kind of what venus and mars and capricorn gives it's like loving restraint loving restriction loving boundaries loving rules following the rules um 
And it's not in an unsexy way necessarily with Mars and Venus there, depending on what your sign is and where you have Capricorn in your chart. If you have Capricorn in the fifth house, it's going to be a children making time. (laughs) If you have it in the ninth house, you may feel like creating travel plans. If you have Capricorn in your second house, this might make you really want sensual things like buying really nice things or um, doing an investment, something like that, like using money in a way that's a little bit bucks. Um, yeah, if you have it in the first house, it's really going to activate you. You're going to have a lot of charisma. I do think there's something like some like the hotness of Capricorn is kind of that it's mature. You know what I mean? So there's a mature vibe in the air um, all this month. But then when Venus enters Capricorn, I think it kind of highlights it even more. It puts a lot of life energy in this sort of disciplinary and kind of figure that's, that's just going to be in the air. That's how I see it. Then on the 25th, we have a full moon in Leo. So Leo is opposite of Aquarius. When we have full moons, it's always the moon is opposite the sun. So if the sun's in Aquarius and we have a full moon, the full moon is in Leo. Leo is stubborn and proud. Um, They're also generous, big hearted, and uh, very warm in a way, charismatic, confident. They can be authentic at their best, like shining because of their authenticity so full moons are a really good time to release stuff and to celebrate in my opinion with a full moon in leo you're going to want to release kind of the self-centeredness you have you're going to want to release anything about your ego that isn't necessary you are going to want to release um, your self-serving principle or your greedy principles and instead embrace a sense of self that is about shining your light and releasing you know negativity being authentic all of that is kind of a lesson of this moon um so let go of that part of you that thinks that it's all for you it's not and remember the part of you that remembers how it it feels to share without like need for return basically i think that is kind of the best leo can be um there's going to be a a square with jupiter so the sun the moon and jupiter are making a right angle jupiter really enhances this feeling of the moon it makes it really jubilant and adds like a really fun dramatic flair and like enthusiasm for life there could be a lot of joy and goodwill on this day because this interaction with Jupiter really amplifies everything. I would suggest either like going out with friends, going to a show, doing something artistic, being with people you really like, doing something just for fun, um, having no expectations, um, releasing expectations as part of the full moon ritual of release and just letting yourself enjoy, you know, be and be in joy and be in joy with others and this full moon was will really support that um energy actually it's it's cool um and then finally the end of the month on the next day uranus will turn direct um it's not that big of a deal that uranus is going direct but it will shift things it will be like another shift not as big as pluto entering a new sign but sort of a mini shift and it's not really felt right away. So 
once Uranus goes direct, it could help with revolution or your revolutionary spirit and showing people clarity about what it is they need to do to actually make change, kind of. That's just something to note. And we end the month with a kind of uh, overload of aspects on the 27th to the 30th, kind of that weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. The sun will square Jupiter, Mercury will conjunct with Mars, Venus will trine Jupiter, and then Mercury and Mars will trine Uranus. So there's all this activation going on. So I feel like it's kind of going to feel extra, if that makes sense. Just think of it that way. Like, not that it's going to be dangerous, but that there is just a lot going on that makes things extra, makes the unexpected more likely, and um, it maybe could blow things out of proportion or uh, just going to seem really big, maybe. That's the end of the month, um, just with a bunch of these you know, aspects happening all at once that are... Yeah, so that's happening. Anyway, it's not that important. The most important things are the new moon, the full moon, Pluto entering Aquarius. If you are an Aquarius or an Aquarius rising or an Aquarius moon, this may shift something major in your life. Um, if you're an air sign in general, there may be a shift like for Libras and uh, the other air sign, Gemini. Like Pluto and Aquarius is going to kind of rock you kind of too. Same with any of the fixed signs, Leo, Taurus, Scorpio, Pluto and Aquarius is going to make a kind of challenge. Like the next 20 years are going to actually bring you a new challenge (laughs) as if you haven't been challenged enough, but yeah. Um, all right. Sorry. That was just extra info, I guess. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this is useful to somebody out there listening. I hope one person was writing this down or got something from it. Uh, hopefully one day I'll be able to write horoscopes again. I was writing them for a publication, but they underwent restructuring. So if you do work for a company that needs astrology content, hit me up. I'm available. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to be posting these uh, audio readings or you know audio forecasts um, until... Yeah, I'll probably keep doing this as long as as long as I can keep it up. But uh, I also would love to write. That's all I'm saying. So if you're out there listening, you want to hire me to write, great. Reach out to me. I'm happy to talk. All right, everyone. I hope you have a great new year. And um, God bless you all. Amen.